Welcome to a special edition of Manager Tools and Career Tools. I'm Mark Horseman, one of the co-founders of Manager Tools. In September of this year, the Wall Street Journal did a feature article about Manager Tools, our history, our company, and our customers. Many of you, we know, listen to us only. You don't come to the website, perhaps you don't see our emails, you perhaps haven't been to one of our conferences. And we thought, because the way you know us is through audio, that we would share with you by me reading the Wall Street Journal article. Stay tuned as well at the end, and I'll share some thoughts about comments that are made in the article. This is How to Be a Better Manager in 30 Minutes a Week from the September 13th, 2016 edition of the Wall Street Journal. When Mark Horseman and Mike Ozan began talking about management in the early 1980s while stationed at a Hawaii army base, they never anticipated that their discussions would someday garner over a million downloads a month. Since its 2005 launch, their weekly podcast, Manager Tools, has attracted notable listeners, including Craig Glidden, General Counsel of General Motors. The program has topped the business category of the People's Choice Podcast Award several times, and last month it received 1.4 million downloads on iTunes alone. The show has expanded into a full-fledged consulting firm with clientele that includes executives from Apple, AT&T, and FedEx. Mr. Horseman and Mr. Ozen, both 56 years old, have produced more than 900 episodes. In each one, after an upbeat tune, Mr. Horseman lists a series of questions that the episode will answer. The rest of the episode is a dialogue between Mr. Ozan, who often plays devil's advocate, and Mr. Horseman, who does about 80% of the talking on the show. They tackle everything from staying on top of email and running efficient meetings to addressing an employee's body odor. Parentheses, Mr. Horseman says first make sure he or she actually has body odor, then break it to them easily in a private meeting to come up with solutions. Close parentheses. Though the problems vary, solutions tend to touch on what the hosts dub the management trinity, open communication with employees, frequent feedback, and continual coaching. The fourth silent principle is delegation. Their advice is designed to be, quote, like a recipe, unquote, complete with step-by-step -step instructions, Mr. Horseman said. I think some people believe that we hide stuff, that we have secrets you only get when you hire us, Mr. Horseman said. But everything we teach is in the podcast. If someone wants to learn, all they have to do is listen. The most common mistake of first-time managers is not developing relationships with their direct employees and focusing too much on individual work instead of their team, Mr. Horseman said. His response to struggling first-time managers? Take two one-on-ones and call me in the morning, he said. After their stint in the military, Mr. Ozan hired Mr. Horseman in 1996 as a consultant to help revamp a troubled IT department at the now-defunct MCI Telecommunications Corp. Mr. Horseman, who had previously been a sales and marketing executive at Procter & Gamble, worked with managers and employees on relationship building and helped implement practices like regular one-on-one -on -one meetings. After two years, Mr. Ozan said, the department managers felt more empowered in their roles. Mr. Horseman's ideas were, quote, too good to be talking to just 30 or 40 people at a time, unquote, Mr. Ozan said. And when he received an iPod for Christmas in 2004, he called Mr. Horseman and said, we're going to do a podcast. The first episode, Solution to a Stalled Technical Career, which came out in June 2005, was the only podcast the two have recorded from the same location, Mr. Ozan's home in Burke, Virginia, in 11 years. For every show since, 
Mr. Horseman has either been on the road or at his home in Pebble Beach, California. The two use four or five pages of show notes to guide the discussion. Shortly after launching the podcast, both Mr. Ozan and Mr. Horseman dedicated themselves to working full-time on manager tools, the name shared by the podcast and their consulting business. To date, some of the most downloaded episodes center on simple topics. Podcasts about shaking hands and one-on-one meetings have each received more than 10 million downloads. After more than a decade, the hosts still haven't run out of ideas for new episodes. Quote, I have over 3,000 ideas for episodes collected from the last 25 of your years of my career, unquote, said Mr. Horseman, who started his own consulting firm in 1991. That alone could sustain manager tools for the next 60 years. So that's the text of the article from the Wall Street Journal. For those of you who have been listening to us for a long time, you know that Mike and I have often said that we're very good at content. We don't pay much attention to, ma- to marketing. And our marketing plan is having you listen to us and tell your friends about how you've been helped. We also joke periodically that our other marketing plan was do really, really good work and have the Wall Street Journal write an article about us. That has, in fact, happened, and we're thrilled. I've received several emails from people who have seen it, and there have been a series of questions, and I thought I'd answer some of those now. The Army base Mike and I were stationed at in Hawaii was Schofield Barracks, the 25th Infantry Division. We were both in a unit, in a field artillery unit called 7th of the 8th, and he and I both had a formative experience watching an Army unit that clearly was not effective become not just a highly effective unit, but perhaps one of the best units in the entire United States Army. Over an 18-month period, we watched our original management leadership mentor, Colonel Ed Texera, take a poorly performing unit and turn it into an outstanding unit. And he and I have been turned on about leadership and management ever since. The reason Mike and I were both stationed in Hawaii right after we graduated from the academy is we both got good grades. And you get to pick where you get stationed uh, from the academy based on the grades you get. The part in the article about the People's Choice Podcast Awards is true. We've won several times, so much so that we are now considered the legacy winner of the business portion of the People's Choice Podcast Awards, and we can no longer win it, which we find frustrating, but we're not in charge of those awards. The article says that we have 1.4 million downloads a month on iTunes, and that's true up until the time of the article, but we believe because of the article in part, we are now over 2 million downloads a month. It was funny to read in the pod, in the um, article that Manager Tools, after the podcast, expanded into a full-fledged consulting firm. Uh, When I'm out on the road with clients or delivering public conferences, I'm asked how long I've been doing this, and I say 25 years, because the genesis of Manager Tools was my previous consulting firm, which I sold when Mike and I started thinking about working together. And it was during that time that I did the research, developed the statistical models that allowed us to compare managers who did one-on-ones or feedback or coaching to managers who didn't uh, and develop the data, which makes us so passionate about sharing the management trinity and much else about what we recommend to managers all over the world. It's funny that Dahlia, the reporter, described Mike as sometimes a devil's advocate. Many people don't understand that Mike is completely knowledgeable about all of our managerial uh, recommendations and professional recommendations. 
he simply takes a back seat uh, because he doesn't think of himself as being good on air. I find him wonderfully easy to work with. And I also found it amusing that Mr. Horseman does 80% of the talking, which is true, but again, misleading because Mike could easily take over for me on any given podcast. Regarding the Body Odor podcast, uh, there's much more to the story. The way the article was written, it almost sounds as if we traffic in the same sort of vague generalities that many other places do that say, well, you should be nice and you should be respectful and break it to them easily and have a private meeting and come up with solutions. But in fact, if you'll listen to the Body Odor podcast, you'll see that we're very specific the way we always are about what to say and how to say it and when to say it and where to say it and so on. We were pleased that they actually got the management trinity right, um, that there are four parts, although I think open communication with employees is a little different than one-on-ones, but that's okay. There's a part in there where I'm quoted as saying their advice is designed to be like a recipe, and that's absolutely true. We know that for the majority of you as managers and professionals, you need some place to start. Many people listen to us, I think, and are turned off that we have specific recommendations because they don't like our specific recommendation. My general guidance is if you don't have a way to address a problem, having some way to consider will make you more effective. You don't have to always do it our way, but if our way gets you better results than your way, then sticking with your own way is probably selfish and not in a good learning modality. We really don't hide stuff. There's a quote in there to the effect of, um, you don't have to pay us for everything. You know, if you hire us, you get something different. That's actually not quite true. There are several things that we do that you have to pay for. Uh, For instance, the interviewing series, which is probably our most popular product at $150, over 60 podcasts about how to be interviewed, how to be effective in your career search. And of course, If your firm hires us to do some consulting and training, we're going to customize that for you. But virtually all of the guidance is available in podcasts. We assumed that when we started the firm, we would figure out a revenue model. But in the beginning, the idea was to share everything for free in podcasts so that any manager, any professional could learn what we were sharing. The idea being that there are managers in the world who we want to be effective but can't afford a typical consulting firm that charges anywhere from ten to $30,000 a day, depending upon the work we're doing for them. And we're a little bit unusual in that we do conferences for individual managers, and you can come to the website and find out about those. But for the most part, everything that we teach is available for free in the podcast. The problem is too many organizations, too many individuals would prefer to learn by being trained rather than listening to a podcast. The most common mistake that I was quoted as saying is not developing relationships with the direct employees, and that's absolutely true, and it's part of why Manager Tools exists, to help managers focus not on being a working manager, but rather being a working manager, where you spend more time managing, and that gives you actually more time to do your own work. I didn't realize I'd be quoted when Dahlia, the reporter, asked me, What's your guidance for first-time, struggling first-time managers? And I said, take two one-on-ones and call me in the morning. For those of you who are perhaps younger, that was a standard thing that was said in America 20, 30, 40 years ago um, by doctors, take two aspirin and call me in the morning when someone got a doctor at home uh, at night, for instance. Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. 
regarding the consulting experience, me consulting to Mike when he's MCI is absolutely true. Mike describes the experience as incredible. Uh, I remember feeling very much like I had to do an outstanding job for my close personal friend and now client. Uh, and our experience working together there was the genesis, the modern genesis of Manager Tools. Mike actually did call me one day and say, uh, we're going to do a podcast. And what's funny about that is afterwards I said, okay, what's a podcast? Because at that time I didn't own an iPod. Now I might own 40. I don't know. It is incorrect slightly that it says our first episode was the only podcast the two of us have recorded in the same location. We've actually recorded a somewhat live podcast in front of an audience in Silicon Valley several years ago. We did it at the end of one of our public conferences and we invited the people who were in attendance to stay. I think there were 40 managers at the conference. And then additional people from around Silicon Valley wanted to come in and sit down and watch us do a podcast. And both of us sat across from one another with our own microphones and pre-written show notes as we always have. And we recorded. And I vaguely recall that there was some clapping at the end, which was a little unusual compared to a normal podcast. We do try to keep our topics simple. And the article was right about some of the most downloaded episodes are on simple topics like shaking hands. I do believe shaking hands is our longest podcast. We didn't want to break it up into two parts, and so I think it's 55 minutes long. But if we got a podcast that long today, we would break it into two parts because most people would like our podcast to go around 30 minutes generally. We're not going to try to break up a 35-minute podcast into two 17-minute podcasts. Mike and I often joke that one of the funniest things that's happened to us in the last 11 years is the young man who wrote to us and said, I really love your podcast. They're really outstanding. They're really helping me become more professional and better. Um, however, I do have a complaint. By the way, we call that a compliment, a compliment with a however in there as well. I do have a complaint, and the complaint is podcasts are too long. They're around 30 to 35 minutes, and my commute is only 22 minutes long. Uh, my wife doesn't like it that I listen to your podcast on the way home, and when I get home and my car is in the driveway, I sit in the car for another five to 10 minutes waiting for the podcast to finish. And then the next line of the podcast, the next line of his email was, would you please ensure that your podcasts are no longer than 22 minutes so that I can be sure to be done with them by the time I get home on my commute? And I wrote very politely back and said, no, <laughs> some topics simply can't be boiled down to 22 minutes. The last bit of the podcast is true. I have a list of over 3,000 podcasts yet to deliver. When you divide that by roughly 50 weeks a year, that's 60 more years of podcasts. For those of you who are wondering, the podcast will never be monetized. Mike and I own them separately from the company so that no one can ever buy them. They'll always be available for free in whatever technology rears its interesting head in the years ahead so that any manager can learn and grow even if he or she doesn't have budget. Lastly, I'll just tell you that the reporter, Dahlia Bazaz, um, was great to work with at the journal. For those of you who haven't been, I encourage you to go to the website. There's a nice picture of Mike and I sitting at the tap room in Pebble Beach. And the reporter, Dahlia, told us the story that uh, the reason she did the article was because when she was the student newspaper editor at the University of Oregon, she suddenly had to manage people and she didn't know what to do. And she Googled management and podcasts, came 
upon Manager Tools and had been listening ever since and felt this was a small way to give back. Uh, we told her we were thrilled to be talking to the Wall Street Journal, and she says, well, it's kind of neat to be talking to the both of you. That's always a little bit of a humbling experience. I hope you've enjoyed this little bit different podcast. Obviously, we're delivering it in the middle of the week, so we're not taking away from your weekly dose of guidance and recommendations. Mike and I and the rest of our team are thrilled to be able to help you become better professionals and more effective managers. It's an honor, and we hope we earn your trust and your respect every week. I hope to see you soon.